535, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, six days away from the midterm results. Look, voting is going on. You know what? That's all. It, it's just, it's going on. What can I tell you? It's looking good for us, by the way. And by us, I mean people with common sense. Tonight, uh, our presidential meat puppet will be placed at Union Station, and he'll attempt to read something on a teleprompter, and we're already told that it's going to be about uh, defending democracy. That's how far these guys have gone. They got nothing to run on that's positive. They can, oh, well, look at the great economy. They broke the economy. You don't have as much buying power. I don't. Biden inflation is through the roof. Some empty shelves at grocery stores. It's outrageous. It's their do a gasoline. What did I see today? Three fifty, I think it's coming. Oh, three forty nine. Wow, wow. It's craziness. But anyway, let's. I don't even want to talk about that right now. I uh, had the opportunity to uh, chat with uh, Craig Peterson uh, a couple of times, and I always come away thinking, man, uh, brilliant guy, understands tech in a way that I just don't. And I, I always want to learn more, particularly with the security challenges, right? With, with phishing and smishing and, and whatever the else there is. And what do we do with real passwords? Anyway, long story short, I'm happy to say that Craig Peterson has agreed to be uh, with us today. Craig, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I don't know if you saw this about Twitter. I've got to add this in here right now real quick. Yeah. But the White House posted on Twitter that President Biden has, first for the first time in 10 years, been able to increase Social Security and Medicare payments. And he got fact-checked on Twitter. And the White House was shamed into taking it down. This is incredible. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. I remind everybody the reason that Social Security payments are going up is because inflation's at 10 flipping percent. <laughs> God. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's called cost of living adjustment for those that aren't aware. Hey, the Commonwealth of Virginia and the FBI have gotten together because there are a lot of problems here. Last year, our businesses and citizens here in the Commonwealth lost almost $200 million to cybercrime. So I'm glad you brought that up. Wow. That, look, that's a huge number. And you know what, Craig? I think a lot of us figured out if we get an email that says, oh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a prince in Nigeria and I have a kajillion dollars for you. You just have to send me some fees. It's like, oh, OK, we know that's garbage. We don't look at it. But now it's, it's not just emails. It, it's this what do they call it? smishing. Right. It's on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. There's vishing, which is voicemail. There's, there's a phishing, smishing. It's absolutely crazy what's going on. And one of the things that I really want to draw people's attention to, because it is such a problem right now, is that the bad guys are looking for hard currency. The bad guys want U.S. dollars. Now, you might remember our vice president was talking about a big country that was next to a small country. <laughs> and and um, yeah. the guys in, in Russia want U.S. dollars. So what they're doing, Jeff, is they're sending out, a, like you mentioned, smishing. They'll send a little text message, and it'll be something uh, innocent, like, oh, I'm glad to hear you're coming out here next week. Right. And the average person's going to look at that and say, man, 
um, he's got the wrong number here. So let me just text him back mm-hmm. and tell him uh, you, you must have somebody else. Then they'll start a conversation. And that conversation can last for days, weeks, even months long. And what they're trying to do is pull you into this web, get you to trust them. And they'll get you to send a little bit of money here and there. People will swear up and down that it's completely legit. There's one lady in South Korea that was conned out of a half a million dollars. And you say, well, how could that happen? That would never happen to me. Listen, it's happening all of the time. What was that number? $200 million last year in the Commonwealth. That is in, it's, it's insane. So a lot of us, a lot of us, me, I think, okay, if, again, let's say I get a text, because I've had some of the, I, they're obviously smishing, because they'll say, oh, your account at, and it'll be a name of a bank, it's like, oh, I don't have an account there. I know it's just baloney. But what happens that one time where they've got the right bank name, and I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, maybe I do need to answer them. Do you just ever answer any of them? Yeah, exactly. No, you don't. You don't. It, it, answering tells them a couple of things. One, it's a good number, and mm-hmm. that's because you answered. And two, you might be kind of on the gullible side because you answered as well. You know, you mentioned those Nigerian scams where yeah. the prince would send you a little note. Uh, the reason those were so effective and frankly continue to be is because of the spelling mistakes, the grammar mistakes yeah. that are in them. And so people would assume, well, this isn't a professional who's doing this. <laughs> it's, in that one case I talked about with that lady from South Korea that got scammed out of a half a million dollars. Now, this wasn't her money. She ended up borrowing money from her son. He mortgaged oh. his house to give oh. her some money, right? Oh, but it all seems so legitimate because now they can move to the next level. She was scammed because supposedly this was Mark Ruffalo who was <laughs> who was on the other end of this little text message, right? And, yeah. and uh, they started emailing back and forth. And she had a video call, a Zoom call with Mark Ruffalo. And it was all fake. It was all deep fake. So oh you're right gosh. in saying, you know, don't respond to these things. They're, they're trying to play on your heartstrings. Yep. Unfortunately, they're going after many of our older community, yeah. many of whom, even younger people now, look at the divorce rates, are yep. lonely. Yep. And so they're, they're pl- compliant, they're pliable, and they are getting ripped off and hard currency is taken from your bank account and is ending up in the pockets of North Koreans, Russians and Chinese. Wow. See, I, I feel a little better, though, Craig, because she was clearly scammed. And I know that my conversations with Mark Ruffalo are completely legit because we never talk about <laughs> romantic things. So I'm, you know, I'm OK on that one. You're OK. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I I want to ask you about passwords because mm-hmm. I'm 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 continually baffled. Uh, we get work emails. I think it's every ninety days. Hey, you got to change your password. Got to change your password. And it's like, uh, all right, I'll change my password again. But there's something in addition to passwords, and I, I really, really am fascinated by this. Uh, pass keys. I want you to explain yeah. that to me. And honest to goodness, tell me right here in front of everybody: should I or should I not get one? Yes, you should. You you should start paying attention to this. This started a few years ago, something called FIDO, F-I-D-O. 
And there's an alliance now of the major vendors of software out there, including Apple and Microsoft and Google. And the idea is to get rid of the passwords. Now, in my newsletter this week, I've got a little table in there that you can look at that tells you how quickly your password can be hacked. And basically, if it's a 12-digit passcode, it can be hacked instantly nowadays, okay? Just, just a little bit of a warning. And if you want a copy of that, uh, of that report, my, my weekly newsletter, be glad to send it to whoever would like. But um, here's the bottom line. It can be cracked so quickly. We use bad passwords. Look at what happened with John Podesta. Yes. John Podesta, we have evidence, hard evidence that is verifiable that he used the word, a modified version of the word password. He used a password runner 4567 because he loves to jog, right? We, this all came out in WikiLeaks and elsewhere, right? And they stole all of the Democratic National Committee's emails that were in his email box. In fact, it looks like Russians were also in the Democratic National Committee's computers for more than a year, oh. all because of bad passwords. So what FIDO does is it gives you, yeah, you still have a username. You may still have a password, but it moves all of that authentication now into either a little hardware token or it can also be an app that runs on your smartphone. So it's something you know along with something you have, which right. in this case can be that little fob or your smartphone. And that's what I've been using for years for my Department of Defense clients or, and subcontractors, you know, these little hardware tokens. But okay. it's moving beyond that. It's getting even simpler for people. All right. So, a couple of things. Number one, I know that you are uh, you're a Twitter guy. Uh, I'm a Twitter guy again, uh, and it's at Craig Peterson on uh, Twitter. If folks want to follow you, and I think they should, at Craig yeah. Peterson. But you mentioned the newsletter. How do we get the newsletter, Craig? Well, if you go to my website, again, that same guy's name, craigpeterson.com, slash subscribe. But you just go to craigpeterson.com, you will see it there. It's a free newsletter, comes out every week, and I go through the top stories of the week. And, you know, maybe we'll be able to talk about some of the stuff in the future right here as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. If you don't mind, I'd love to call you again and, and, and start talking about stuff that you got in the newsletter. Start talking about how we keep our uh, cyber world safer for all of us. I, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Oh, hey, and I appreciate you having me. You know, it's, it is a cruel world out there. Al Gore and I would stay up all night long eating pizza and drinking Cokes, you know, just, just coding up the Internet. <laughs> Um, back in the back in the early eighties, <laughs> uh, of course, Al Gore wasn't there. But uh, at, at any rate, I've been doing this for many decades, and I was so excited at the beginning because this was finally a way for us to get around the filters. This was finally a way for us to communicate with each other, and look what it's turned into. It's craziness, Craig. I appreciate you being here. We will talk again soon. That is Craig Peterson, and you follow him on Twitter. You go to his website. He's been doing this forever and ever. Nobody better when it comes to cyber stuff, tech stuff. Craig Peterson. I appreciate it. It is uh, five forty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA.